0: These are thoughts translated from the indescribable horrors of angelic speech. What a fun time we're having. We made it to the power plant, and by way I guess I made I and I made a bunch of new friends very quickly who are going to introduce me to a bunch of cool mortal stuff that I guess I've been missing, and also I'm hungry now. That's something that's never happened before. Um ooh, oh there is one bad thing um which is that the world appears to be ending unless we do something about it but since there's like 10 good things i think it's net good shamanda was old
1: Welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, where we use dice to tell a story of heavenly hellraisers and reality rewriters. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Let's meet our players.
2: Hey everybody, I'm Rashawn Nadine Scott, and my character is Shamanda Felt the Crooked. And Shamanda Felt like a demon, but now she realizes she's just an average teenage girl.
3: Hi, I'm Jeff Murdoch, and I play Adam Miller, the monstrous. And although I may be a mothman, I'm still a Mothers boy.
4: Hi, everyone. I'm Erin Rain. I play Crashly Grenadine, the Flake, and I'm not a girl detective, not yet a woman detective, and it goes on from there.
5: Hi, my name is Claire Linick. I play Susan Wexler, the expert. There's a lot of competition between my twin and I, but of the two. I'm the Bexler, Hello to my fans,
0: hey Claire's fans, uh, Alan Linnick here. I play Derek Fleifer, the Divine, and every time a bell rings, Derek says, "Ooh, a bell
1: Where we left off, you all are in the central chamber of the Haverford Generating Station, the last remaining place in the universe. in this room is all of you, Layla the angel of night and creation who has been bound for the last 43 years by the residents of Haverford and who created the conditions to create Susan Wexler in order to break the universe from its cycle of eternal recurrence and allow for something different to happen. This is the moment where that something different needs to happen. So Susan Wexler began reading from her personal manuscript of monster girth, which contained interlaced within it the magical components to begin the final ritual once spoken out loud. So it is all of you. There is Layla. There is Chet Gibbons and the ghost of CEJ floating in this space as well, as you are all sort of preparing for this moment. And also, lying at your feet is the unconscious form of Barb Wexler. Layla turns to you, Susan, as you finish reading from the first chapter of Monster Girth and says, that was beautiful.
5: Oh, Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's just a little something I've been working on for like, uh, you know, just a couple decades.
1: And you watch as around on the walls of the power station, the runes that have been faintly glowing start to just unravel almost as though instead of lettering they were string and they untangle from themselves and then just sort of drift into ether and she looks around and she says there isn't much time now the bindings are gone i have been freed and now we do the real work of deciding what the universe will be for that to happen though there does need to be a sacrifice And she points to Barb and she says, what I intended, what was always the plan, was that that was the sacrifice, that that was what you would give to the universe, is the one who would destroy it. Is that what we're doing?
5: You want to sacrifice Barb Wexler?
1: I don't want to, but it always seemed to me the most elegant solution. The one who would destroy the universe to be the one whose sacrifice keeps it going.
5: Um, Susan, like, kind of just turns her back on everybody and starts whispering to herself. And you can kind of (sighs) hear stuff like, she did try to kill
6: me three times. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, she's family. Um, (laughs) kind of the only one I have left.
5: Wexler's one here for my birthday.
3: Miss Wexler, who are you talking to?
5: Oh, um, sorry. Uh, just t- just talking to Suze real quick. Um, yeah, no. No. Barb isn't up. Barb is not up for sacrifice. It's not an option.
2: You know, human sacrifices are so, like, 2001. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah, been it's done, done to lowly death. Yeah, it's 2005 now.
4: Can it be, <sighs> like, does it have to be, like, a person? Or can it be, like, a concept.
3: Great question, Crashly.
4: Thanks. Layla looks
1: around at all of you, and she's, like, smiling. You can tell, like, when the runes unraveled, you could see, like, palpably her comfort level just shifted. Like, she relaxed. Like, she's been holding tension and, and holding herself safe for a very long time. And that, that she doesn't need to be doing that anymore. So, you can see sort of the stress eased from her brow as she looks at you all and with a smile she says no it, it doesn't have to be death it just needs to be something important given up freely
2: oh well if that's in all fact take-
1: it wasn't ever going to be it's not the death of barb wexler that was important it was the sacrifice of a sister that was important it's Uh-oh. that connection and giving <sighs> that up
2: she was doing it for you, Miss Wexler. Whoa! Wait, was Barb the good guy this whole time?
1: <laughs> and, and Layla laughs and says, N- "No, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me clarify that. I mean, Susan giving up her sister. No, Barb would never
2: oh, do anything for I anyone know. else. What a great uh, twist, though. You know, Barb. I, I agree. That would be <laughs> that would
1: be really incredible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> was mean, never going to happen, though. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, my bad. Well, I mean. Something that makes me feel really good, and I open up my backpack, and I pull out gel pens and the black gel pen paper, and I hand it to Layla. I was like, "Hey, this world's pretty cool. You could write your name with this cool pen.
1: (laughs) And she's like, oh, thank you. And she takes it, and she walks away. She walks away. (laughs) She just walks over to the corner, and she says, we do have a little bit of time. I suppose, let me make clear. Susan, you will need to make a sacrifice because you're the one. The easiest thing to do is to just erase the idea of starting over and we all just join the coherence and we all just join the bliss of being everything and nothing. That was my vote. But the incoherence here suggests a different way. (laughs) And she chuckles and says, So it sounds like you believe that there can be something better. If you have an idea for it, Say the word, make the sacrifice, and that can be done. But we have a little bit of time, so why don't you sort out what that's going to be? And she looks at the rest of you and says, frankly, if there's something you want changed, the rules apply to you as well. Say what you want, give something up, and if the sacrifice meets the demand, the ritual will enable that change in the universe. I'm going to go play with these gel pens. And then she goes goes over and and like sits in the corner and starts doodling. (laughs) So just to be clear, this ritual was designed to enable Susan Wexler to change the universe from restarting to continuing with a sacrifice. So if that is something you want to happen, if you want the universe to keep going, that is a thing that will need to happen. But the ritual isn't super finely tuned. So anybody participating can make a sacrifice to make a change to the universe. So I'm giving each of you a chance to, if you want to change something about yourself or about the universe or anything, you can say that and say what you're giving up. How big the change is is going to dictate how important a sacrifice needs to be made. And I'm going to leave that up to you guys to adjudicate whether the sacrifice proposed meets the suggested change. Okay. So um, this is like a freeform a- convo stage.
5: I want to have a quick pull aside with CEJ. And I, I mean, he can, everyone can listen. It's not a big secret, but I want to speak with CEJ real quick. I'm just like, um, hey, bud. Hey. Um. So I'm going to do everything I can to bring you back, but I need you to make a decision here. Do you want to keep any of your memories of monster hunting or do you want to forget?
3: Wow. Um,
5: you would still remember everyone here, I, I I think, except for me.
0: I mean, the truth is, is even if I come back, I just don't think monster hunting is a cool or appropriate thing for anyone, really. But like, especially for ordinary kids like me, and to some degree, Crashly. But I can't make her choices. Yeah.
2: You really like fresh. It's called you ordinary. But I wouldn't
0: want to forget the things I've been through either. So,
5: is your voice lower than usual? Yeah,
1: no, C- what's going Yeah, on? it's a always, ghost
0: thing. I've always <laughs> talked like this.
5: Oh my god! I, just, I guess it's been a minute.
0: Yeah. No. Do ghost go through like puberty. This. Um, okay. Is everyone listening in the conversation, or like what's going on?
2: Yeah, Eric, you're like, yeah, C.E.J.,
1: you look around and you see a tight circle around you, C.E.J. <laughs> everybody is there. Chet is like literally hovering so close over your shoulder that your incorporeal forms are sort of blending a little bit. Stop, dude. Stop. What? No. Hey,
0: You're, you're, you're melding. We're melding. Back sorry. 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 Give Aww. me some freaking space. I can feel your memories. Back Damn. up. Damn.
1: Yeah, I can feel yours, too. Stop that. No, yeah, sorry, sorry. It's just, it's nice to have somebody else. You know, it's nice to have a friend. You know, go play with Adam.
3: Oh, no, I don't want to. play, he you guys I guy tried to kill me.
1: That's true. I mean, you tried to kill me. No, wow. I did kill you.
2: He killed you. Oh, so, do you if- want to remember that, EJ, or not? Do you want to forget? What I, do you want to do? I
0: do want to remember it,
1: but I have Whoa. to wait, be- wait, wait, wait. Wait. What did you do? I killed you, dog. I know Actually, that now. You see him start to to <laughs> he starts to to lose form, and he's like, "It's happening. My business is finished." Oh, oh, oh. And he just like beams of light go everywhere, and Chet just disappears. Whoa. I
0: love Chet. That, that was minute. crazy. Did we all this, hear him sing that song that
5: Ariel sings when yeah? Yeah. Do you think he heard me say I love him? I'm not sure about that
3: choice. Wow. wow. Was Chet's Look, whole unfinished business just to convince you that you killed him?
0: I Man. guess so, and if I'd known yeah. that, I would have admitted it so long ago. <laughs> Dude,
3: wow, what a sad life he had. Yikes. Dude,
0: yeah. sad yeah.
2: afterlife. Just following yeah. this kid around?
0: Bruh, oh, tell yikes. me about it. Bruh. Bruh. Bruh.
2: Oh, bruh. so you changed C E J EJ. You calling people <laughs> bruh now? You just oh, want that's to be a, a it's an afterlife kid? thing. <laughs> yeah. But well, it, I mean it sounds like you just want to forget us entirely. Like you don't know. I'm saying I don't want to
0: forget or... you. I'm just saying like coming back to life would be a lot for me. But if I did it, I think I'd want to remember but I don't think I'd want to be a monster hunter anymore. So you'd just be like a
4: kid at my school and we could like sometimes hang out and watch Clueless or whatever, but you wouldn't be okay, a monster hunter. Yeah. Hunt. If
0: other people were there.
4: Uh, okay. So CJ, I guess <laughs> you don't have to hide late. it. You died. Like no, you could I, just say it. I
0: it's don't, okay. I'm not interested. I really, uh, I'm yeah. really not interested.
4: I know, C-J. but like I know that guys say that when they are interested, so like you yeah, don't but have to they also say tails. it when
0: they're not interested it's the okay. actually it's the only thing guys say I
4: think I know a little bit more about guys than <laughs> also you. these
2: relationships are <laughs> built out of proximity, you know, you guys are just like really literally close together, we're very, very close, and I think the feelings are well we're all very close hey CJ. um
0: what's up, buddy
3: <laughs> I also buddy i uh. I also found out what happened to your mom and your dad. I, do you want to know?
0: I know. Okay. Wait, I don't know one thing. Did she eat him?
3: <laughs> she wouldn't tell me. I think it was implied.
6: That's so messed up.
3: Yeah, that's cool. yeah. I wonder if I would have, if I became more moth-like, if I would have eaten you. I don't know.
4: Do you want to remember that,
6: CEJ?
0: Okay, maybe we can, like, cherry-pick the memories a little bit.
1: So, also, Susan, the other thing about CEJ that you know at this point is CEJ is one of the 36. He will always be one of the 36 most important people in the entire universe. Unless you take that away and grant it to somebody else or do something else about that. So,
6: Right.
5: Well, and it sounds like if he's not monster hunting, CEJ is going to keep being mundane. Like, I can count on my man you know, to keep being mandating, like, keep, right?
1: It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. It sounds unlikely that he is going to suddenly start adventuring or anything, yes.
3: Grass no, grow. dude,
1: the only adventure I'm trying to get to is an after-school job.
3: What? what <laughs> where are you going to work?
0: Probably the lids.
3: Oh my-, oh, my <laughs> God. oh my
4: gosh! Do you get a discount? <laughs> I
3: mean, I
0: don't, I don't you work have there to yet. You have
3: to lift the ban on me. You have to lift the ban. <laughs>
0: I look. I don't even work there yet. You guys are talking to me like I already work there. I have to apply. There is like a whole process. Okay, but I, I love know. Hats. Yeah. Something I, I really miss about having a body is wearing hats. And even though I know that Jeremy and Cynthia weren't my real friends, um, they did give me a hat, and I really liked it while I had it.
5: Okay, well, let's put a pin in that. And uh, so, kids, I've got C. E. J. Covered. I'll make the sacrifice, I guess. What do you want the world to look like?
3: I guess maybe no ban on me at Litz. <laughs> the only thing I can think of.
5: Yeah. Well, you're making well,
4: sacrifices for C.E.J. Do you need any help with that? Like, to cherry pick his
5: memories or anything?
3: You know, I actually, who?
5: if we want to do that, I yeah.
2: know
3: a
5: guy.
2: Would it oh, be yeah, of, um...
5: that's right.
2: Oh, yeah, Mortada.
5: We got to bring him back. <laughs>
2: Don't you have a date with him, like, next week? Like, he's yeah. so waiting at the for Yeah, don't worry about that. You.
5: Yeah. Okay. I'll be seeing Immortata again.
2: In this new world, I think it would be really cool if we're going to continue to monster hunt, if I just had a dedicated, like, compound to just, like, getting stronger, and there's, like, tons of weapons for me to get better at, more proficient at. Um, I would just love some sort of uh, training facility in this new world. The
1: That's other question cool. that I have is... So I think let's look at it like this. There have been a lot of changes that have taken place in this power plant, in this generating station since the universe ended, essentially. And if you complete the ritual, you will just go back to the moment that the universe stopped and it will keep going, which would mean you will go back to being who you all were in that moment. Sans any changes. So, for example, Shamanda would go back to being... Somebody who has two souls inside of her, and oh yeah, works with the devil. Adam would go back to being a moth man whose father is the devil. Crashly goes back to being Crashly. Susan goes back to being Susan Broadly. You might bring C. E. J. back. He would go back to being an orphan who lives with Adam and his mom. Yeah. So currently, if you make one sacrifice that is important enough, you can keep the universe from restarting, but it will stop from restarting and go back to the moment where it left, which is that moment and that reality. If you want to make changes beyond that, whether that's small, like adding a a training facility or large like removing the devil from mystery county is up to you but just think of like holistically the scale of what your character believes to be important about staying the same and what your character would really prefer to explore life without or being different.
4: I know yeah. what I want to change. So Crashly right now is realizing that like she is the incoherence, which means like she's pretty important and would uh, just like some recognition for that. Like maybe not like worldwide or nationwide or anything like <laughs> that, but I but so out of game, Crashly is going to change her playbook to try to change her playbook to The Chosen. Mm-hmm. And, and so my life, when we restart or like not restart, but when we go back, instead of living with my crappy mom, I'm going to live um, <laughs> with Susan if she'll allow it. <laughs> I got a two bedroom baby. OK, if that's OK. I didn't check with Claire, actually. So I'm just making this up. So. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, OK.
1: Great. This makes total sense to me. So Crashly is essentially being like, I want to step up and take a larger role in not just detecting things, but enacting things.
4: Yeah. And I just thought of this. So I love it. Okay,
1: cool. So I think Crashly takes this moment, take like has this realization, steps forward to where the ring of candles are, and Crashly, you see Layla in the corner where she's doodling, and you guys can see she is fucking slaying at these gel pens on this black paper. <laughs> it is beautiful, like it, like ineffably beautiful what she is drawing. It is incredible, and she looks up with a smile at Crashly, and she says, "So you're going to participate?" Yeah. You want to make the universe a bit different?
4: I do. I just want to make sure that I'm taking on as much responsibility as I should. And I think as the, you know, one source of the reason why the whole universe is going to keep going, that like I have a lot of responsibility on my shoulders.
1: That's a heavy weight. Duh. What will the sacrifice be?
4: Well, I was just thinking about how, you know, it's been really important to me to grow up. Um And, like, I still want to do that, but the next two years are really crucial and, like, I'm assuming my bodily development, like, I've been drawing pictures of what I think I'm going to look like in a couple of years and it involves, like, <laughs> cleavage and, like, um a different shape. But I think that I'm willing to give up, like, two years so I can go, like, go back to my 12-year-old body now and then it'll take me two extra years to get more grown up. So I'll be 14, but I'll just have like a little kid's body and I won't develop boobs for another four years. <gasps>
1: oh, so you're going to give up. <laughs> yeah. Crashly,
4: don't do it. <laughs> so I I won't have my period or anything. Oh, which no. Well, mean, like, I can't talk to the other, and no one will know. They'll just think I'm really, you know, like.
0: The sacrifice is too great.
1: This is too big.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. You're like a. I love this. young gymnast. So we're going to no. switch
1: now over to everyone else. As Crashly steps forward and prepares for this sacrifice and kind of forms her intent, you are no longer the rest of you. You are no longer the characters you are. You are the some balance of the universe. You are the like impartial arbiters of scale, essentially. So as a collective, I want you to tell me, do you feel like this request and sacrifice are in balance with each other? No, it's too big a sacrifice. <laughs> do you want to just make sure: Is that like is that coming from a an empathy standpoint or an actual like storytelling standpoint? Both. Okay.
2: I That's disagree. My
1: okay.
5: I think the sacrifice matches the game.
0: I, I, agree. Not, I don't. My only thought is that because it it because of the character that it's coming from, this is a this is a big sacrifice.
2: Do you know how much bras cost? <laughs> the child's image looks as though she will be stacked.
3: And if she is to be the chosen one. Maybe she needs to focus on that. A child, chosen
1: one. All right, that looks like three votes for yes and one vote for no. So
4: it sounds like CEJ kind of secretly wanted Crashly to go boobs.
1: <laughs> this, no, this, <laughs> CEJ. <laughs> I guess yeah. So it sounds to me like the sacrifice is accepted. Crashly, you are going to switch into the chosen playbook and all of the benefits and minuses that that entails and you lose basically two years of so i guess essentially you become you return to being a kid detective
4: exactly (laughs) and i think the worst part is that i will continue to like still be in ninth grade but now i'm just like looking a lot less mature and everybody else, and I act, and I still play with my dolls because that's fun.
6: Oh,
1: <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. so weird. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. So you just are going to be a child, a twelve-year-old, a, a, a tween, a tween. Yeah. You're just going to yeah. be a tween detective. <laughs> a tween
3: detective. Tween, tween
2: detective. detective. <laughs> okay.
3: I always, I think I always assumed you were twelve, anyways. But I guess you are. She's been lying immature. this whole
2: time. <laughs> Uh, okay, I understand now. Out of game, I understand like the type of change that we're we're after, you and it doesn't it. have to
1: be that. Is Crashly's choice. It can yeah. it can be as simple as I want Healy's, and then I but and I think the sacrifice would be much smaller for that. Right. But you only get one shot at this. Is the main mm. thing. Like whatever it weighs most heavily on you is probably the thing to focus on on changing. So, like for example, so shamanda. You are in a really unique position, I think, relative to even everybody else here, with the exception of Derek, but actually even including Derek, because Shamanda, you have already changed. Like, the way that Crashly connected with you enabled you to decide who you wanted to be, and you became this person who was, like, free of the needs of other people who believed in herself and could be the person she wanted to be. So you're no longer what you fear of being a 45-year-old manager of a Cold Stone Creamery. You are no longer bound to the devil in any way. You're not bound to Marfa, the farmer's market bandit. Your past has been sort of wiped clean and scoured and left behind just possibility. So that, that is a thing that already has happened. And this is a moment where it's like, you are facing the fact that you are about to go back to what you were before. And I I guess really, emotionally, I'm wondering, how is that landing for Shamanda?
2: Shamanda feels at this point, so open ended that she's almost scared to make a decision because it will be in fact her own. She's been manipulated most of the time. And I think she liked being this kind of celestial being at some point, and uh, I felt like I was the celestial representation on Earth of teenage angst. <laughs> but now I mean, I think I just want a more. I just realize I'm the brute.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: in a way, and magic is fun and all, but I I, I like a little bit of ma- bit of magic, but I also like you know to swing a big stick. I'm looking at the initiate playbook as we're talking this out loud. It feels like that would align more. Um,
1: and you want to use your bruteness towards what goal?
2: Uh, You know, I do, uh, Teenage angst is the, probably the worst word, but you know, just making it fair for kids.
1: Yeah. You want to make it <laughs> fucking fair, right? Yeah. And shamanda's whole life has been unfair.
2: Truly. I was picked by the devil forced uh, into this situation Um, hunted down by salamanders, not cool. And I haven't been back to Coldstone in several shifts. I don't even know if I have that job
1: (laughs) anymore. I love it. So, well, why don't we say this? You are going to create a sect. You are initiating yourself into. You are realizing you are probably the only like mortal person who has experienced the full swing of influence from outside, like divine sources. You have been in direct contact with Layla, an angel, and you have worked for the devil. And it kind of sounds like you're like, fuck all of that. We deserve a fair. Things should be fair and people shouldn't tip the scales. And so I think you are just going to kind of continue to explore that path.
2: I love it. It sounds great.
1: Whatever feels like the coolest choice to you is the one that I want to support.
2: Uh, yeah, the coolest choice would mean converting a bunch of, uh, teenage girls into, like, a kung fu monastery, and we just whoop ass. Great. And we have that good grades. awesome. <laughs> and we have good grades. <laughs> we have a good grades. Great. So, <laughs> so, is it like,
0: is it like being in an extracurricular, where if you fall below a 2.0, they kick you out of the <laughs> oh, monastery? Oh, yeah. Oh,
5: like kappa, kappa, gamma. Yeah. To be Shamanda's for sure. school for talented girls yeah.
2: <laughs> and backflips, also. Uh, yes! <laughs>
1: so, as so, so I think that then this is how this works. As Shamanda walks forward uh, next to Crashly, the candles are flickering there on the ground. The walls are starting to crumble a little bit and dissipate as the universe coherence is, is increasing, and Shamanda looks into this moment and into herself and just makes this choice for sort of tipping tipping the scales, the ability to fight back and f and, and fight for other girls like her. And what she pictures is all of the softball girls not being like mind controlled by her or anything, but actually being a team of kick ass women who are able to fight for people and, and, and do that. And she sort of envisions herself as the leader of them and somebody that people look up to and not somebody that, that people fear or that she needs to fleece or anything like that. And while you're having like this sort of thought, Layla kind of cocks her head and smiles and says, that's possible. You can do that. You can be that if you want.
2: For a price I know. And I pull out of my pocket my cracked iPod and I say, I've spent a lot of time blocking others out and only focusing on myself. And with this sacrifice, I open my ears to the world and to a possibility in a world that's bigger than myself. I take it and I smash it on the ground
1: in front of her. So, what is the sacrifice you're making? Is it the iPod?
2: And the selfish nature that comes with an iPod, like blocking out the world. I'm opening my ears up, you know, I'm plugging into the universe.
1: So you dig? Oh, man, that is very cool. So your sacrifice is indifferent. Like your sacrifice is being able to ignore other people, essentially, right? Correct. So like if (laughs) I'm very excited to figure out what this this means, because I think this is fucking rad. So Shamanda is sacrificing looking away and, and holding herself from other people my universe is this a worthy sacrifice i deem it worthy
3: (laughs) i kind of wish she didn't smash it because we could have used that (laughs) wow but you're here i do say it is very brave and worthy
5: i deem it worthy
0: yeah i like it cool (laughs) oh go ahead
4: no, I would have also liked to hear the iPod.
0: Yeah, just, just a shame. Oh, what kind songs? of music did you have there? Yeah, what, I want to know the songs that are on it. Oh,
5: that's what that was.
2: <laughs> you know, there's um, some Jamie Collum. you know, it was really popular... Um and in the 2004, he and, um he did this cover of Will for uh Pharrell's Frontin that like Jay Z oh, did, yes. and there's some like Amy Winehouse on here and like some downloaded uh, some French rap. It was really cool. Awesome. My French teacher in my old school uh, brought back. he used a uh, Googlier that's what he calls Google to look up some French rappers, and he burned a CD for me, so I put it on the iPod. You get, I mean, here's a headphone. If you guys anybody wants to lean in and listen. <laughs>
5: So I, I think know. the council says yes, but we beam up that iPod.
1: Yeah, you just see in the center of the uh, the candles, the iPod just sort of disappears. And all of the candle flames lean in briefly as it does, like they're all listening to it.
3: <laughs> I imagine that sort of all of our the universe is just looks like that commercial from the early 2000s for iPod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the black silhouettes doing their thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> As the coherence, just like, here's this one possibility, and is like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who else is participating? Uh, I guess really it goes down to Jeff and Alan. Are either of your. Well, do I have to make my
5: sacrifice too?
1: Yeah. It seems to me like at this point, like yours is going to go last.
5: Got you.
3: And yours was for CEJ? Is that what you said?
5: Yeah, I'm bringing back CEJ.
1: I think I'm going to have some questions for Susan as to hers, because I think hers might be nuanced. So we'll see what happens there. But Adam Miller, are you? is there anything about the universe that you would like to change?
3: I think so. And this one may be difficult and sort of connected to Susan's. I kind of want to bring back CEJ's family.
1: Wow. Yeah. So you want to bring back his mom and dad.
3: Yeah. But I want to, I mean, also, I I want a selective memory. Can I bring them back from the moment before she became the moth lady?
1: (laughs) I mean, you can literally do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Just whatever you choose to do, it, you know, dictates the. Because this is, again, you are picking from every possible option, like every possibility in the universe. You are just going to be like, well, going forward, this is what was always true.
3: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you no, know, and then I'm wondering, yeah, I'm going to bring them back from the moment before it ended. There, she became the Moth Woman, or Moth, one of the Moth people, and he was probably Yeah,
1: so you're going to bring, you're going to change the universe to be one in which she was never yeah. a Moth person.
3: Yeah, and they don't even know about it, probably, or, yeah, you know... C.E.J. can live with them and I can get, you know, my whole house back. That's why I really want it.
1: Yeah. So then. Wait, this is all just a ruse to get C.E.J. out of your house.
3: (laughs) That's what, I think that's what Adam says, but, you know, he misses his family.
1: The other thing that this would cause is it would mean you are not the Mothman.
3: That's what I was thinking, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you'd be giving that up as well. Yeah. And we can figure out what the consequences of that are, but that, that does seem like a. I think so you
3: That's, step that forward. That's what I want, I want to sacrifice. I, you know, I, I've been pursuing power. I've been wanting to fly and stuff. And honestly, I've been doing some mental dominions. And I I think maybe I need to grow up a little and stop dominating people's brains and start, I don't know, you know, talking to them.
1: I wow. think. Wow. What I'm hearing, Jeff, and you can correct me if it's different, but it sounds to me like what you're proposing is that Adam Miller is going to become the mundane.
3: Uh yeah, probably. Oh gosh, And I'm just become C. E.
2: J. Oh man, oh,
0: <laughs> this no. is brutal. But no, being yeah. the mundane is fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no.
2: It was so fun. Oh no, he just died in
0: the deck of an old navy though. <laughs> yeah, but that was because of choices. It wasn't because of the
2: playbook. Oh Gosh, that's gotcha. the guy in the back of a Lids. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. Honestly, what a way to go. <laughs> no. It's the Cadillac of places to die.
1: So as ah. you guys are all standing there looking at each other and watching Shamanda, Adam, you see something change about Shamanda. Her back straightens. Maybe it's something about the lighting or something, but she just looks like she has a sense of purpose that she didn't have before. And... As you step forward, I think you look over and you see the incorporeal form of your cousin. And I think the thing that is probably flashing through your head in this moment is when you flew that one time off the roof of the high school. It rocked. And then you were just like offering to give that all up to let him have a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. And the question is to the universe is this an acceptable sacrifice is this worthy of what's being asked Yes
5: I deem it worthy it is surely
4: worthy
2: it is worthy
4: Perhaps he might keep one cocoon <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like the sacrifice <laughs> Oh Great.
2: Ooh, that's Hank. The boy should still <laughs> punch on sleeves. It's me, Colonel Council. <laughs> oh no, I still have the curse of eating clothes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Every once yeah. in a while, you just get an urge to nibble. Oh, oh I have pica. Is that what that's called? I, actually, pica? I, oh, is, yeah. it, is
0: it that, or is it that for the rest of your life, no ordinary human food will ever taste as good? <laughs> oh my as God! God. Broth tasted. <laughs>
3: Maybe, yeah, I just can't taste. Maybe I have like a lack of Oh, that's a sad. That's
1: a oh, lot. That is a lot. That's, that is a huge a sacrifice.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not putting that on myself, but it's up to the universe.
4: I think the sacrifice is worthy.
3: Thank you. Worthy. Uh, now, we can talk about this later, but also, so I could either be the mundane, which kind of makes sense if I'm just sort of becoming the new CEJ,
1: <laughs>
3: or I could be the wrong, but. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, either yeah. way. The yeah. only problem with the wronged is you haven't lost anything at this that's point. That's
3: right. I've unwronged myself. Yeah. I'm the right. <clears throat> oh, I don't want to be the right. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I think no. you
1: could be... Basically, you are just going to lose access to any sort of magic or supernatural ability. Yeah. So you can pick whatever you want. But I think I that think that's I- what you're saying is that you are permanently giving up access to Yeah. anything supernatural.
3: I think I am... Uh, mundane.
1: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Wow. You guys... All my friends are so cool now. (laughs) You guys watch as it looks like it's almost like watching the strings on a puppet get cut on Adam Miller. He just sort of slumps down and it's not like he has outward... Well, I guess he does. He has wings and they just shrivel and fall off.
3: Oh, God, I barely had them.
1: <laughs> CEJ, the spirit of CEJ is sitting there. CEJ, you feel something change and you realize what the scale of sacrifice that Adam Miller made, like what his choice was. What do you say in this moment?
0: Whoa. And I'm a ghost, but I, my eyes well up and I think, uh, like an actual, Physical tear rolls down and through my face and like (gasps) plop. And it's like a slow motion, like Mm -hmm. little plop on the ground. Um, and I hug him.
1: You feel it, Adam.
3: Is it gonna suck to be so mundane? (sighs) No.
0: There's nothing cooler in the whole world than being a normal person. And knowing that it's still right to take on supernatural problems.
3: So you admit it. (laughs) I mean, not for me. Not for me, though.
0: (laughs) Just, I mean, like, if if that's something you want to do. I don't want
3: to.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. Let's move over to Derek. Derek, you've been watching all of this. And Derek, I think you know something that the others don't which is, you know, and you kind of broached it earlier to Layla about this. But as you're watching this ritual and stuff, you can see Susan's sacrifice that's like supposed to power this all. You have a fundamental understanding of how magic like this works and stuff. And there's like a piece missing. And you look over at Layla, I think, and the way she looks back at you, you just get a sense and you know that there is a sacrifice that she also will need to be making one. You can tell and realize that she is preparing herself for that. Do I know what it is? You tell me. I will tell you if you do. But if you don't, I will not.
0: Oh, I I don't. I have no idea. I was I oh, thought maybe no. you had one in mind.
1: I do have one in mind. I'm I'm saying oh, like, is that the type of information Derek would have access to? I,
0: I guess it depends on what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I, yes, I
1: she is going to sacrifice herself.
0: Ah, Whoa. okay.
1: Um. Yeah, that sucks. So you just know that that. That does not need to impact this specific moment. I'm more just setting the stage of like, that is a thing that will not be surprising you when that happens. Right. You can see that she is preparing herself for that inevitability. While... Surrounded by all these mortals who don't know that, like who who couldn't possibly know that. Right. But so in this moment, she looks at you and she says, and this is not verbal that she says, it is clear you're the only one experiencing this. And she says, you won't be able to watch anymore.
0: What? The what universe I- is
1: going to need you. They're going to need you. These people, no. they'll need you.
0: Oh, th- it, they need me to stay here?
1: They need someone. Um, I can do that. I can do that. Easy. That makes me feel better. Okay. Um... Is there anything you'd like to change? Yes. Actually,
0: I know you know this, Layla, um, but... Well, we've seen where the universe can go, and, uh... Derek kind of gets strangely somber for a moment, which seems like it's a bit out of character for him. <laughs> and he's like, we, we all know where the universe can go if it's left to certain devices. I think giving us a blank check to continue might not be the wisest. For my change, I think... We should give this world a hundred years, and then have a, a a bit of a a bit of a check in, <laughs> uh, and see if we want it to keep going,
1: or maybe dial it back.
2: <laughs> For your parent-teacher conference. So, can I
1: ask? Is what you're proposing? Is Derek saying that the reset now will be from 2105? To 2005
0: uh 20 yeah so so we're we're giving basically we're giving a soft 100 years to maybe reset again or like it's kind of like renewing your vows
1: yeah where we can like <laughs> keep going you're doing like a save point in a video game of of like in a hundred years we will come back to this moment unless something happens that makes us decide to keep going forward. A save point is a great way to put that, yes. (laughs) I think that is so cool (laughs) and so fucked up. I love it so much.
0: It's just like, you know, we don't want to say like, alright, we're just going to let it go forever. So why don't we give it a hundred years and um, Layla I And I kind of look, I, I, I touch her shoulder in a reassuring way,
1: um and I just ask, will you be there? <laughs> she looks really touched, and she's like, that does change things. We're essentially not putting the energy into ensuring that the universe continues forever. We're just ensuring it continues for another hundred years. So I... I suppose the sacrifices necessary for that are less, and you can tell that she is realizing that you choosing to do this means that she will not need to commit herself to annihilation. So, yes, making this choice will enable Layla to continue to exist.
0: Okay, and I think what I'm willing to give up is... And I kind of look around and then I lean in and I go, my real body. <laughs> oh.
1: You You want to be stuck as a human? Well, you know,
0: in this shape. So right, to speak. right. And I'll miss my many eyes and my flaming wheel body, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry and that's fun.
1: <laughs> Do you understand that you might start aging? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> okay. <on>
0: Agent
3: immediately.
0: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I've made a oh! mistake! <laughs> oh, he's the universe!
3: The old universe! <laughs> Help! It's all gone horribly wrong! <laughs>
0: so,
1: CEJ... Or, I'm sorry, wow. So... Derek. <laughs> you wish. I do. You wish you were still alive. <laughs> Derek walks forward and doesn't say anything to anybody. Stepping forward next to Adam, who Adam is still sort of reeling from being hard reset into yeah. a normal boy. I think it And everybody, just, like, Derek doesn't say anything, doesn't draw any attention to himself, just kind of quietly steps forward, nodding his head, and looks into the candles in the center there, and Derek offers up in exchange for limiting the scope of everything down to an extra hundred years, instead of just in case eternity, like, what if, right? Know, totally. What if it fucking sucks? Yeah, if it fucking sucks, <laughs> we like unless somebody makes the move to continue going, we're just going to come back to two thousand five and we're going to try again. It'll just be eternal recurrence only of a hundred years instead of billions. The Love
3: perfect it. century, <laughs> and in order to do that, he is
1: giving up his angelic form and committing to being in his human form, which is not—you're obviously not fully human, but you are in a human form and possibly bound by human limitations, of which right. we don't. It's assume. like it's like deciding to wear like a gorilla suit for the rest of your life. It's exactly, like a
2: pompadour wig, which it's, it's a lot like a
1: pompadour. Oh. <laughs> And also the gorilla suit thing, I think, is the perfect metaphor because it is a thing of like, think of how awful it would be to be stuck in a gorilla suit in a full body costume with mask and everything. That is what Derek is going to be experiencing the rest of his existence.
0: And, you know, like, you know, yeah, you'd get used to it and you could like more or less lead a normal life. But the whole time you're like, I keep like fucking catching my weird fake
1: fur on corners and like. (sighs) (laughs) Uh <laughs> oh, I'm like honestly deeply touched by this. This is the that is the most evocative metaphor I've heard in a very long time of like uh oh, great. So this is the sacrifice he proposes. Universe.
2: I would never do it. <laughs> I mean, anytime a couple renews their vows, they're basically gonna break up. But I mean, I like the maybe they will. I say that's enough. It's fine. Let the boy have no. it.
0: Council members, I'm
2: curious.
0: (laughs) What would happen if we rejected a sacrifice? Let him talk. (laughs) (laughs) I tink tink on the side of my crystal glass to get everyone's attention.
5: Now, 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 everyone.
4: (laughs) Why, they would have to go back and think of another one. Right, right?
3: Well, we've agreed it's only one shot, right?
1: No, yeah, if if you decide the sacrifice isn't worth it, then nothing happens until the sacrifice is worth it.
3: Oh, so they- Basically, the change
1: won't happen unless the sacrifice is accepted.
3: Oh, interesting, interesting.
4: Mm. I think this is a good one, because it might fucking suck.
3: <laughs> and so, this is smart. Do we have to come back together in 100 years to check again?
2: Well, they say the the sequel is never as good as the first one, but maybe they'll do some recasting and we'll just fall in love with it all over again. The thing I I love most about
1: all of this is that the number of people involved, (laughs) 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 there's so many accents at play. it's, It's truly a cast of thousands involved in this decision making, which I think is exactly accurate.
3: Oh, no, sorry, I'm not it. Doing right now. You've got I'm a to make us- ask
1: for my opinion. <laughs> it's essentially the entire universe deciding if it is willing to go along with what is being proposed that it become. <laughs> it's beautiful.
2: I say we let the wee one have with it.
4: <laughs> I've just been eating bagels, but I agree.
1: Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, I like,
0: do it. I really like Austrian milkmaid council member. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: yeah, I think that's what they want to do, that's what we should do. What a new existence, It's very good, yes.
0: Some of these, like, uh, <laughs> like, English as a second language accents and what they imply about the council of the universe is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. You don't
2: think there are any Jamaican uh, council members? <laughs> Anybody's scared of that celestial being? No. <laughs> Layla has a good idea. Let the boy, let the boy come back to Earth. You know, don't
4: analyze it too closely. I don't know if you <laughs> like what you find.
0: Hoo-ha!
3: I can't do any accents. It's <laughs> one of them. Al
0: Pacino? Al Pacino? The
3: universe has a nice ass.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
2: This guy.
4: Uh, He's Al Pacino as the devil.
0: <laughs>
2: He's so Why is he so problematic? He's doing devil's advocate, Al Pacino. Yes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <blah. laughs> uh,
1: All right. Uh, Hearing no opposition. <laughs> Adam, I think you're the only one who notices because you're standing right next to him. Derek just gains like solidity in a way that you wouldn't really notice or expect because he's not any different, but also he's now not any different. He feels like a person standing next to you and it's almost like the absence of a noise that yeah. has been going on all day.
3: I think uh can I I think I'm going to poke him. You do. Ha.
1: <laughs> I poke him back. Oh. (laughs) And I Uh, giggle. Derek, for the first time, you feel touch. Whoa.
3: Are you, uh, are you, are you mundane too?
0: And I lean in and I go, yes. And I go, oh,
1: before I forget.
0: And I open my pocket dimension space and I release all of our little people. I would actually
1: recommend against that.
0: Oh. (laughs) Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought we had kind of done
1: the, do at mm. this point oh no susan has not yet gone oh right the most important one the big yeah. one. but so i think you you have intended. what i do love is that adam is like are you also mundane and you're like yes and then start to reach into an <laughs> extra dimensional <star>. space yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean as far as i'm concerned this is mundanity so yes but you're, you're yeah.
3: still divine right
1: yeah 100 yes.
3: damn but i think you're mundane
1: <laughs> so all of this takes place. Susan, you see everybody else kind of step forward. Well, actually, Alan, before we cut over to Susan, I have to ask: Is CEJ participating in this?
0: Um, I-, I
1: honestly, I feel like coming back to life is like kind of
0: a shitty deal.
6: <laughs> Damn. The most CEJ uh, thing to
0: say.
2: CEJ. <laughs>
5: yeah,
2: let the <laughs> boy be dead. <laughs> he, he don't want to come back, y'all. Just let him let him go. I no, just, just brought his I mean, parents back. <laughs> oh. Now the parents are going to be like, God. we have a dead end. The,
0: head? Com- the conversation oh. was like, hey, I know you found like the piece of death, but do you want to come back and also remember everything, or should we fuck up your memories? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was the conversation that was had.
4: I do not <laughs> want to talk so to it's CJ's my parents. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to have a oh. tell him. No, we don't. Oh, no, That's no. what you decided to do. <laughs> so CEJ
1: is essentially like I already did participate by not choosing not by not fighting anybody on the choices they made.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. His mindset is like, haven't I given enough? <laughs> I let you
1: bring my parents back. Ugh. Oh, my God, great! This is so in keeping. I love it. So Susan, you've seen everybody else has stepped forward to the circle and done this. What are you doing in this moment? What are you feeling?
5: Well, you know it's been pretty. It's been a pretty overwhelming two minutes for old Sue's, <laughs> honestly. Um, so I have cracked open a sprite, and I'm just yes. kind of, I'm chug a lugging.
1: Now is this one of your holy water sprites?
3: Oh, no. No, no. That's crazy. This is just a sprite.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Hey, uh, uh, Miss Wexler, do you happen to have another one? Oh. Oh
5: my gosh, of course. And I, out of my cargo uh, pockets, I bring out a somehow ice-cold oh,
3: Thank you. I'm just feeling so, To be revealed so-
5: in season two.
1: <laughs> yeah. As you hand it to Adam Miller, you hear a voice from the floor as your sister Barb Wexler stirs and says,
4: Do you have another one?
1: Oh, God. <laughs>
5: No, I just saved your life. And you know what? I've got something to tell you, Barb. Oh, ha-ha about my hair. No one even noticed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they were just trying to be kind. It's not polite to point out someone's aging. And thanks for the life-saving, hun.
6: Oh, my God. Okay.
4: I mean it. I'm not being oh. a bitch.
5: Oh. Oh, well, you're, you're welcome. And I give her my Sprite. Oh, <laughs> You're too easy. Thanks. Thanks
4: oh, no. <laughs> I drink all but 10% and then I hand it back and I oh,
2: say, well, the rest is backwash. That's just your spit. <laughs> yeah. You're disgusting. Oh my! You had the
0: chance to sacrifice this person. <laughs> I know. You just didn't.
5: I know. So I'm going to turn to Layla and be like, I want to bring back CEJ. And I know that's a big one. I'm going to sacrifice my career <gasps> for the sister who tried to always kill my career.
1: What? Wow. Are you so Did you say I'm going to sacrifice my career and the sister who tried to no, kill it? No,
5: for the sister. Oh, for the oh You okay. oh, <laughs> yeah, gotta be careful. You don't want to be stumbling words around, Layla Kids, that's <laughs> a lesson.
6: Oh,
1: man, <laughs> and she says, "Okay, so there are two things that you would like to do. You want to." Ensure the continuation of the universe and bring back this boy. Yes. And to do that, what does that mean to you when you say sacrificing your career?
5: <sighs> Turn to, I'm to Leila. I'm like, watch this. And I go to Barb and I just say, I'm the one who created and unleashed the worst monster of all time. The Bondal <gasps> And to Layla, I'm going to say, everyone will know by noon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> everyone
3: will know by noon.
4: I'm already on the phone. <laughs> I mean, I am texting.
3: I mean, there's no one else outside of this uh, uh, electric place. What the hell is Their a phones will turn back
4: on, and, and they'll get the message. It'll be waiting for them. Okay. Suze, you really stepped in it this time.
5: <sighs> you know? I kept it secret for 20 years, and I knew at some point it would ruin everything I built. So why not today?
1: Wow. So as Susan says that, the universe, Susan is offering to sacrifice, uh, I guess, essentially her reputation Mm -hmm. in order to bring back CEJ and continue the universe. Is that an acceptable sacrifice?
2: She brought the ding-dang bundle grub into existence? Oh, Susan. But I believe in her. So I'm going to say
3: uh, it's a worthy sacrifice. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I may be misheard, but are we not
2: sacrificing the sister?
0: <laughs> I was really looking forward to sacrificing the sister.
2: You I guys mean... are always sacrificing sisters. Yeah, this is the perfect relation to sacrifice.
0: It's that double S. <laughs> Sister sacrifice.
5: <laughs> I guess we could ask the bundle grub. Oh, no, it got loose again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no.
4: <laughs> I think it's a worthy sacrifice. Her sister's yes. such an asshole.
3: Her sister's an asshole, but so is Susan for creating the bundle grub. That's well, we've true. got to task
2: her. She must capture the bondle grub one final time.
0: Very a well. Read. In that case, we'll accept the sacrifice with a bit of a twist. <laughs> some caveats, some strings attached. Would anyone like some sweet tea? <laughs> I just
4: got a text from Bob Wexler. Says here, Susan created the Grove.
0: We've already been no. talking about that.
2: <laughs> I was in the shitter. <laughs> Are you mad?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Susan, it's accepted. Your your reputation tatters, gone. Damn. And the consequences <laughs> of that <laughs> will be <laughs> far reaching. Wow. And with that you all are there. I think you all likely grab hands and hold, as at this point the walls have completely disappeared. And the floor as well. You are on a maybe six-foot diameter small plane of of basic concrete surrounded by the whirling chaos of nothing at all as these candles gutter in this this last moment of the universe. And Layla, who has stepped forward at this time, and is standing next to you all. She hands Shamanda her finished incredible gel pen drawing with the other gel pens and says in your heart, Shamanda, she says you should keep this. I really I really appreciated it. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I'll get it framed. That's lovely. I I hope I can see it someday. And she looks into the flames and she prepares her sacrifice. She turns away from Shamanda and looks into the flames and with a simple nod you see All of the stars on the backdrop of darkness that cover her form, the light just leak and dribble away as it becomes skin. And she shrinks slowly from being 10 feet to nine feet to eight down to.
3: Oh no, she's getting too (laughs) small. (laughs) (laughs) Five
1: foot seven. And she becomes a very normal human woman and she turns with a sort of half smile and says i guess the sacrifice was accepted and then there is an explosion oh, of light and color and sound and emotion and experience as the universe gleefully and joyfully rebuilds itself into what you have decided it is going to be and we leave with where there was a power plant now is just an open field you watch as around you the town that you have known loved hated regretted and gotten used to the town of Haverford in the county of Mystery County in the state of Superior rebuilds around you as though it had never left the trees of this northern climate the pines and the leaves all filling up in the crisp late fall day you see the highway rebuilding foot by foot of concrete and traffic flowing up north towards marquette passing the lids and the outlet mall you see the Coldstone Creamery in the distance slowly reform in a ding bell as Ranger along comes in for a second helping of ice cream. <laughs> it looks like he and his girlfriend have already finished the first on their movie night. Yeah. And as you're all in this field in the dark, what do you do as you're all standing there in a universe that is completely changed and no one knows
2: it?
5: I'm going to hug these kids. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hug Miss Wexler too. Big group hug, for sure. Yeah.
4: I'm going to step on Barb's toe in
1: the hug. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing Barb is not there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Wait, who is here uh, in this group?
1: You see at the edge of the clearing that you're in, you see Layla walking away. She's wearing like a uniform from the generating station that doesn't exist anymore. And she turns and gives kind of a wave and just walks into the woods and says see you around and walks away and you guys turn and who is there in the circle is Derek Crashley, Susan Wexler Shamanda and Adam Miller and then from the parking lot of the Old Navy which is in front of this field. It looks like this is like maybe a recreation field now. You hear a honk from a Sherwin Williams van, and you guys look over and you see Cody Ernst Sr. behind the wheel of the Sherwin Williams van, and he leans out and he just says, Oh hey, uh yeah, Cody said you guys might need a ride.
2: (sighs) Oh guys, that's that's CJ's dad.
0: I know, I went to high school with him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? I wave Uh, him down. Hey, we need a ride home for sure. Oh, yeah, I'll take that ride.
1: (laughs) And as you guys walk, yeah, you see see EJ is in the passenger seat.
4: I'll take the
3: middle seat. I'm the smallest. (laughs) Wait, Dirk, where do you live now that you're human?
0: I think I still live on the top of that school bus.
3: Do you want to take C.E.J.'s old room?
0: Oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so just back to the
0: way <laughs> The sacrifice
2: you made was all for naught.
6: Mm. Uh,
2: but you guys uh, have to have bunk beds now. Yeah, probably, yeah.
4: <laughs> Diane's gonna love Dirk. Like, they're gonna really bond.
1: And before we close out this episode, as we go into a brave new world where everything is the same and yet so very different, I have to close with one important question. What did Barb Wexler change during the ritual when no one was paying attention? Oh my gosh, she did
4: something. She's the number five monster hunter now.
1: She's the number five? She's the number five. five? Because be <laughs> Susan <laughs> was, was the number two. <laughs>
4: I said what I said.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Barb Wexler now is one of the most respected monster hunters in the world. But no one knows
2: that. And I also, I was like, Miss Wexler, is that a gray streak in your hair? I just never noticed it until like right now. Oh,
6: yeah.
5: Thank you so much.
1: And as you guys walk to the van to get a ride back into town... Susan, your phone dings as you get a text on it, and you look at it, and it is an all-points bulletin across the monster hunting networks. The number two most wanted in the world is Susan Wexler. What?
6: <gasps> oh, no.
1: For the crime of creating the bundle Grub. Nah. No.
6: Oh, Dang.
1: Oh, oh, no. Do we know this? Can you tell us? Tell us, Susan, or is this?
5: Oh, no, that's a Susan's Secret. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Susan's Secret is a store
1: that definitely exists in this universe. It's oh, a yeah. Susan that I tried to open for six months, and it just a- <laughs> failed. <laughs> so as you're walking, you look back, and you see that Susan has stopped, and she has a strange look on her face. What do you all do?
3: Hey, Miss Wexler, what's up? Something wrong? Well,
5: kids... We've got some trouble.
1: And that's where we'll end the first season of Mystery County Monster Hunters Club.
6: Yeah!
3: Damn, we're going to be taking to the land.
0: Now listen here, folks. That's a wrap on season one of Mystery County Monster Hunters Club. You're going to want to stick around for season two because we got all kinds of seasonings.
2: Yes! Yes! yee-haw
1: <laughs> thanks so much for listening monster hunters if you enjoyed this give us a rating on iTunes tell your friends or even better join our Patreon and or our Discord it's a great way to keep in touch with us as we plan out all of the wonderful mysteries of Mystery County Superior until next time thank you for this time
3: I want one. <laughs> the universe likes Sprite, especially Sprite Remix.
4: <laughs> I've been eating everything bagels for hours, and I would love a Sprite.
0: Wait, where's <laughs> the coyote? Oh, oh, God. oh my God!
1: That's a that's a Patreon only episode. Oh, oh. It looks like if
0: you want to hear what's going on with that secret coyote, you're gonna have to go over to Patreon.com/slash/MysteryCounty. <laughs> Mystery and, County. Um. Sorry, I've never have never had a height person before.